In a world where chronic DVD and Blu-ray acquisition disorder runs amok, Colin faces a daunting task. With a collection of over 1,200 titles, can he bring himself to watch the 65 films that sit on his shelves, unwatched, unloved, and still under wraps? Hello and welcome to Still Under Wraps. My name is Colin and with me as always is my fellow film watcher, compadre and son, Thomas. Hi, hello. How are you? Oh, I'm all right. Terrific. What have you been up to? And it can't be anywhere near as good as what I've been up to today. Oh, it, it's not. I don't I, doubt I, it. I haven't really been doing anything recently. Okay. Um, well, I'll say what I've been up to. I spent today with the famous uh, podcaster and illustrator, Lee Sargent, traipsing around the area of from Nika to Hobart, basically 14 kilometres. And if mm. I can manage to say basically once more, that's basically what we did. Or as uh, the Heart Foundation app would uh, put it, uh, 0.23 miles. Z- zero point... <laughs> no, no, it was the other way around. It was actually... Uh, so my footsteps have been counted by two apps today and one of them crashed and that was the charity miles mm. and the heart foundation app kept on going and and kept track of those steps but, right but yes the somewhere along the line the charity miles app failed miserably and classed my 21,000 and something steps as being point Two, three miles. Two, three miles. I mean, what's a mile anyway? That's a good question. It's 1.61 kilometres, Thomas. Mm. I'm glad you asked. Just a bit of explanation as to what this podcast is all about. I have a couple of DVDs. Mm. Only two. Only two DVDs. And each week we decide from those two DVDs which one we're going to watch. And we analyse and critique each and every frame frame by frame, 24 frames per second, to consider its place in the cinematic world and universe. And then we discard all of that footage and review a different DVD. Yes, okay. So, in truth, I've got lots of DVDs and collect them for various reasons to find out what those reasons are. Please listen to the huge back catalogue of episodes of Still Under Wraps and you'll find out why. Some of those DVDs are inexplicably still wrapped in their cellophane and still haven't ever been seen, not just that particular DVD, but the film that is contained within that DVD has been seen by either of us. Mm. So we're trying to go through those and watch them and decide whether they stay on the shelf. Mm. But that description isn't strictly true of this week's film. Why is that? Well, on the one hand, it's not still under wraps. It is quite thoroughly unwrapped. Uh, It's it's actually part of a box set of other films. Uh, The first film in the box set is Jumper, which both of us have watched. Both of us have watched. Uh, Sunshine, which I haven't watched, but he has. But Uh, to close off that up till now possibly uh, related mm. uh, genre-wise collection is Pathfinder Legend of the Ghost Warrior 
Which is... Which is what? Just for some clarification, this is possibly the first film that neither of us have any idea about. And it Mm. seems from feedback from various sources, uh, various listeners, that no one knows anything about it either. No. So, in a lot of ways, I'm quite looking forward to it, even if Mm. it's a bowl of hot snot. (laughs) If, If I look at the disc for Pathfinder... I notice that it says it's the extended edition. Oh, look, see, I've been under the impression that it wasn't the extended edition. And so all of the artwork that I meticulously put together for the podcast illustration, because I have started, as you are all no doubt aware, Mm. each and every episode has its own cover art. Cover art. Thank you, Thomas. That's why he's here. Mm. Fill in the gaps. Yep. Speaking of filling in the gaps, can you fill in the gaps to give us a clue as to what the film company has decided to throw at us to entice us into watching this film? Uh, well, it has a running time of 102 minutes. Okay. Uh, it's in colour. Right. So on this particular case, it doesn't even give a plot synopsis. Uh, no. Oh. No, that would be asking too much of it. It would be asking way too much of it. Okay. I can um, tell you it's a 20th Century Fox production. Okay. I shall just bring up a quick plot synopsis of that. Okay. The shortest description that I've got here is found on IMDb, written by the famous film synopsis writer, Anonymous. A Viking boy is left behind after his clan battles a Native American tribe. Raised within the tribe, he ultimately becomes their saviour in a fight against the Norsemen. So we've got Norsemen versus the... Native Americans. Native Americans. And I do apologise if that's not currently the politically correct uh, terminology. Mm. I believe that there are at least a couple of listeners who will pick up on that and give a polite correction if Mm. such is needed. Just a bit of clarification. We have had a listener ask the methodology as to how we put our podcast together. Mm. Uh, My first response to that is poorly. The second (laughs) is... We do actually record this beginning, then we stop the recording and do watch the film and then record the rest of it immediately after watching the film. Or shortly thereafter. But as a general rule, we record this section first, watch the film straight away and then within the next half hour, we (laughs) podcast the rest of the rubbish. Mm. I mean, podcast. Yes. And then I spend the rest of the evening and early morning editing it so that it's all ready to go out fresh for your ears on Australia's Thursday morning. Mm. All right. So without any further ado, I think we'll get stuck into uh, this mystery film, which we have ascertained does star... Who did I say? Carl Carl Urban. Carl Urban. So it does have a name in it. Okay. So without any further ado, ado again, Mm. any further... No, I don't think I have anything. Good. Okay, so we'll catch you on the flip side. Bye.
Wow. Mm-hmm. That was incredible. Was it? I'm I'm just I'm just overwhelmed by the sheer brilliance of that film, Thomas. Right. You uh-huh. you laugh. Why did did you experience something different from what I did? I experienced what I expected to experience, which was not not a very good film. It was shocking, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. Oh dear. Oh my. <laughs> and and we had the extended version. I mean, uh, apparently it had three minutes. Three minutes. Three minutes. Right. Yeah. So. I'm disappointed that you took your eyes away from the black and white and sepia and occasionally red screen. The dashes of blood red that... Mm, Yes, gritty filters. Gritty gritty filters all day. To uh, do a bit of research whilst we were were watching. Mm. Uh, Were you making copious notes? Oh, I was making all sorts of notes. Ah, there were were notes. Look... (laughs) There were moments of, like, if you could hit pause at certain points, there would be beautiful imagery. Mm. But as a motion picture, (laughs) it was as if somebody who had spent their life making music videos had been given a budget of huge amounts of money and then wasted most of it Mm -hmm. on a poor special effects company. So any idea what the budget was for that film? The budget for this film was 45 million US dollars. Okay, which is actually a very, very small amount. Mm. It's on the lower end. How did it go at the box office? At the box office, it made 31 million, and then it made 22. Two million off DVD sales, so this made net eight million dollars. Net eight million. So I suspect it will not receive a sequel. No. That being the case, we should probably, for those of you who have been pushed over the edge to saying, right, I'm going to watch it, we should give you this warning. This is a spoiler break, so if you don't want spoilers, then leave before this sound. Thomas has made a lot of notes. Um, Okay, so all I knew prior to watching this film was, one, it wasn't very well received, and and for good reasons. So you you did research. I did some research, a small amount of research. Again, I should stress that that's where we differ. If it's a film that I know nothing about, I will endeavour to not find anything out about it. Mm. I will work really hard to find nothing out about this film. Two, that the theatrical version had been cut down and edited to remove a bunch of gore and some sex scenes. I can believe that. There were certainly moments of, oh, here we go, we're going to have the obligatory sex scene. And there was very much a covered up Mm. version that absolutely reeked of there being more there. Mm. But I suspect there was a a bit more raping and pillaging than Mm. just the pillaging and the slash fest that uh, we saw evidence of. Mm. Hence the uh, the red splashes across the screen. And that cutting down, by the way, was just to get it down to an American R rating. It honestly absolutely felt like anything that happened on the screen was being directed old-style silent movie 
through the megaphone mm. of now reach up your hand and do this, okay, and hold that a moment. Give the look on the face as if huh, something has happened. Now deliver your lines. Everyone be quiet while he delivers his lines. Okay. Do the obligatory drop of the doll and <laughs> every single thing. Yeah. The swing of the axe. Hold it just there for a moment and swing down. Am I imagining that? No. Or did you, did you no. feel that absolutely every single thing that anyone did was being directed? Not a case of this is the scene that's happening. Mm. You've done your rehearsal and, and let's run through this. It was as if I'm making this up as I go along. This is the idea I have in my mm. head. I will direct you <laughs> and, and keep directing you. And yeah. when I run out of ideas, let's just have some more blood and mm. guts and, and bizarre yeah. lighting angles. Um, yeah. You know, scenes where the lighting is obviously coming from this point and mm. then the field of view changes and so does the lighting direction. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, there are cave scenes where the light is coming from the bottom of the cave and then it's coming from the top of the cave, mm. even though there's no holes in any of the caves Ooh. other than the one entry. And uh, Okay, now we can go through my chronological notes. Okay, chronological notes. Okay. I, I appreciate you for taking notes. After the usual miscellaneous action cut with credit sequence, the film starts with an essentially blank frame with a short explanatory text in the subtitles. Oh, I'm glad you at the bottom of, of the frame. Yes. And a bit fast too before we reach the title cut. There have been occasions where films have had titles burnt in mm. into the screen, uh, you know, that give a background to mm. whether they this was a clean edit of the film that hadn't had that added and so they've re-added it with the DVD subtitling. Mm. Extended cut, it wasn't there in the theatrical cut and they didn't have the visual effects or any of the graphics people still on. Or... They never had it. No. And then somebody who decided, right, I'm doing the subtitles for this. There's plenty of subtitles. This isn't making sense, so let, let's spell it out a bit more for mm. them. Because it wasn't necessary no. at the beginning. Viking takes break out of busy schedule of brutally murdering Native Americans to whip son for failure to do the same. Okay. Yes. Okay, I guess pigs are eating dead people in this scene? They were pigs, were they? Yes, they were pigs. Pigs will eat anything. Mm. So that's the other thing that confused me. The camera never stayed on anything long enough to oh. tell what was going. It was as if, you know, a fair percentage of that $45 million, which is still huge amounts of money. I cannot remember where in Carl Urban's repertoire of mm. films this places, whether it's one of his first films or... That's or whether that was half of the budget was getting a, a big name. But I'm sure the rest of the budget was spent on having a camera that was on a multiflex gimbal, allowing every single shot to be with the camera in movement. Pan downs and pan ups. And when people are talking, the camera is still moving. And there wasn't a single static shot apart from the occasional shot that had to be static because there was a special effect happening. Mm. 
Oh, Bloodsport, lovely, great, marvellous. Ugh. Oh, that was that was one of your notes. That was one of my notes. Oh, yes. Oh, sorry, I thought you were finding out about Carl Urban. Uh, this this is post Lord of the Rings, Carl Urban. Right. It did totally reek of trying to ride on the coattails mm. of Lord of the Rings too. It also felt very much like has Vikings and Indians been done? Mm. I don't think they have. Brilliant. And so they did the. Bare minimum of Vikings and Indians. Uh, do you have any more copious notes? Oh, I have we... a heap of notes. Oh, of all the films he took notes for. Um, <laughs> okay, do go on. Uh, ah, my eye. <laughs> ah, my eye. Yes, yes. You'll take your eye out. Um, but again, it was a case of every single moment of that eye being removed was carefully directed. And the eye falls on the ground. Mm. Camera, make sure you capture the eye falling on the ground. And, and and make sure we get him stitching that up badly later. Yes, put a patch on that. Um. <laughs> oh no, a bear, and it's dead with no other casualties. Okay, <laughs> now I've been put in an interesting position. I've had a short film on YouTube for a very long time, um, almost two years, mm. that has received next to zero response. You know, I wasn't phased about that. The people I wanted to see it yeah. had seen it. Well, it's suddenly for some reason taken on a life of its own and, and people are watching it left, right and centre mm. and actually making comments. And some of those comments are, are pretty harsh. So I'm ca- caught between a rock and mm. a hard place being harsh about a movie that's got a $45 million budget, Mm. but also responding uh, uncomfortably when someone badmouths a zero-budget film (laughs) that was... Sorry, I've got to remember where this was heading. Oh, no, the the bear. bear. (laughs) The bear, okay. So in my short film, there are some... Possibly artificial animals in there, mm. not even to the extent of animatronics. I don't want to spoil it for anyone who has not seen no. it, but I've copped a bit of flack for how unreal. And we're talking Americans predominantly mm. commenting on how unrealistic an animal that they have never seen before in their life mm. uh, looks. But I have seen bears. Right. I have seen a number of bears. Mm-hmm. Admittedly. They have been in zoos. Right. But I've also seen footage of real bears. Right. That bear was not a real bear. No. There was not one moment that I felt that that was a real bear. Right. Okay, so so here I am doing exactly what I was made to feel uncomfortable. However, my animal was also co-constructed put together physically put together by at that time a 13 year old right yes okay look i think my animal stands up better than that bear yep or lies down better than that bear yes 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 so it was a shocker it really i have not seen such a bad uh, cgi animal Mm. for a long time if you fight them you will die it's a different story if I fight them, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but he had a sword. He had a metal sword 
no one else had a metal sword. Yeah. So he could take on these ravenous hordes, these uh, who knows how many ravenous hordes, because mm. the numbers seem to keep changing. Yep. Yeah. Okay, we're going way over time here yeah, yeah. For, for a film that really doesn't justify. But I want to tear into I know. it. Oh, but uh, it's like shooting fish in a barrel, Thomas. It, it was is. a bad film, a really, really bad film. Um, so can you look through your notes and see if there's okay. anything that really, really desperately needs uh, saying before okay, we yeah. decide that it is definitely not staying on the shelf, even yeah. though it's in a three-pack uh, okay. Uh, oh no, random guy who followed Carl Urban with no apparent motivation. We barely knew ye. And he was mute for some inexplicable reason. My only assumption is to feel sorry for him. Um, <laughs> knowing full well also that he's also going to meet an untimely mm. end. Heroic, no doubt. Mm. What a meaningless character. Oh, dear. Uh... Near-death hallucination of mentor figure and predecessor? Check. Stilted dialogue and hallucination? Still check. Um, yes, a hallucination that can also punch you in the face. <laughs> yes. Um, check. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll stop there unless you really, really had... But You've got, still got, I've still got notes. All right, share the notes. Okay. I do apologise uh, for this. I will edit them out later. I, I knew immediately, as soon as tying people together was suggested, that most, <laughs> if not all, the Vikings would be going over the edge. Oh, the edge. Oh, please, please, yes. Uh, the, the old... Everyone's tied together, walking along an edge of a precipice with snow above them and storms blowing is always going to end well. Mm. Everyone's going to make it through that. Yep. Yes. Uh, I'll admit the fight while they were suspended by the tree was sort of okay. Yes. That was the only bit where I actually felt any kind of tension or excitement. Mm. Even though there's all this slashing and blood-curdling screams and splashes of red, that was the only time. And there was no screaming and splashes of red no. during that. It was just no. a, a tense moment. Mm. Of sorts, it still mm. wasn't. You've seen it, it wasn't all before, great. No. but it was. Yeah, that would be the best moment of the film. Mm. On the one hand, Deus Ex Avalanche. On the other hand, Avalanche. Avalanche. It was as if they had stock footage of 1920s film footage yeah. of avalanches, and they bought it for a bargain. And let's play it, but they're all in black and white, so. We're going to have to make the rest of the film in black and white. For yeah. Them to fit in. And there we go. Unfortunately, some of it was filmed at 20 frames a second. We've only got the technology to play them at 25 frames a second. Yeah. So it's going to be slightly sped up. <laughs> so let's speed it up a little more. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Here comes the reveal. He's totally alive. Yep, there he is. Shocking. Who would have known? I... <laughs> yeah, because... You know, the the proper way to end that film was to end him. Yes. But no, we can't do that. <laughs> Token message of female empowerment, not meaningfully backed up by rest of film. No. She's in charge, but he's still around to make sure that she no, gets it right. Nobody dies. <laughs> uh, hey, it's that horse from the start of the film. Oh, the, the mysticism. 
And uh, finally, I write narration. Yes, let's have a little bit of narration. Did we have some narration at the start? I can't remember. No, I suspect it was vocally done in maybe an original cut that mm. was then put in the subtitles at the beginning, maybe. Right, probably, yeah. Um, so it, it wasn't bookended by the same narration style right. in the cut that we saw. This film sucks. It's a bad film. <laughs> Please don't. Don't look don't even it, it's not even so bad that it's good. It's it's a boring film. Yeah. Anywho And it's the film that I've talked the most about in this series. I know, so far. we're looking at a brutal amount of minutes on the brutal minute counter. I know you try to get this under half an hour, but I have a lot to say about this film. Oh, there was nothing to say about this film other than my eyes hurt. I was going to say my ears hurt, but no, the sound... There was a dedicated person um, making sure that it sounded all right. Yeah, good 5.1, actually. A good 5.1 uh, sound mix. The only thing I could tell that he was probably just screaming every time the director decided put the blackbird in again <laughs> <laughs> so that it does the screech the blackbird screech i'm quite sure it was the same shot each time this blackbird oh probably appeared. yeah um uh, am i being harsh uh, again i've now experienced harshness on youtube where where mm. people have said unkind things about my baby I just can't imagine anyone considering this their baby. Was it a labour of love? I don't think it was. You know what it felt like in college when you're, you're given a, right, you've got to make this film. And so you get into a group and nobody agrees. Mm. And so the, the person who ends up being the alpha finally decides, let's have lots of fight scenes. Yeah. We can do fight scenes. And we can film them out the back of Uncle Jack's block. And, and, and that happened a lot at college. Mm. <laughs> It'd e either be World War I trenches uh, recreations when you could still legally buy fireworks mm. in Tasmania. It was like a whole bunch of college kids had a big budget and we want to do lots of fight scenes. Mm. Maybe that was where that labour of love was, but they just didn't know when to stop. <laughs> okay. Yes. So, we talked about this film uh, when we wrapped last week. Just a little bit. Because we were thinking, oh, it's the third film in the box set. Is it not going to be good? And I told you, well, the tomato ain't red on Rotten Tomatoes. You did Tomatoes. say the tomato ain't red. It's, okay, it's we, quite not red. It's quite not red. Um, I have not seen the number, as I say. I, I spend large amounts of my time not doing research mm. for these things. And... I also have a filter on the red tomato mm. meter, but okay, spread the tomato thin. 10% of the reviews on this film are fresh, and 36% of people in the audience liked it, out of almost 100,000 user ratings. Right. Just, please, mm. just don't, don't bother. It... Gouge an eye out with your, with a spoon or something instead. It just, uh, yes. Okay. Um, moving on. Look, I think for tonight we might skip uh, what's on the shelf. 
That seems wise. Run over. I do apologise for those who... Uh, but I will, uh, speaking of what's on the shelf, I will do an explanation as to what happened last week regarding Life of Brian and my confusion over me having a hunch that something Life of Brian-ish was on the shelf. It was. It In fact, was. It, yes, it was the orchestral musical done by Eric Idle called He's Not the Messiah, He's Just a Very Naughty right. Boy. That is on the shelf. So, But it's not the film it's Life not of the Brian. Film Life of Brian. So it was Adam who suggested that. You're not going to get any points no. for <laughs> anyway. <laughs> However, if he had guessed... He's not the Messiah. He's just a very naughty boy. The multiplier for that, I think, would have been very, very high. Mm. So just keep that in mind. That's what we're aiming for. Uh, Of course, it is now entirely out of contention because we've mentioned it. Yes. Anyone who suggests that will get a multiplier of minus... Seven? That was the number that sprang to mind immediately inside my cranium. So let's move on to Shake the phone and pick a film And then we'll watch the film next week So I'm handing the phone over to Thomas now Who's going to Okay The 2000 film Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon Brilliant I know, and everyone's screaming at me to say, "Look, I cannot believe you have not seen this." Which is really interesting because the number of that style of movie, and there is a name of, for the style of movie that completely escapes me at this time. It and also all escapes sp- me. Sorry, it also escapes me. Uh, did you know it? No. Right. Okay. Everyone's screaming at me now, but hero now you cannot guess hero because that is on the shelf but Mm. that is one of my favorite examples of this genre and yet i have not seen crouching tiger hidden dragon so we are going to watch that next week i'm quite looking forward to it all right so let's wrap things up thank you all for putting up with this if you'd like to talk to us about it facebook link is in the show notes Yes, um, we are grateful for any comments, uh, input or suggestions of movies that are on the shelf. Go right ahead. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for listening and goodbye for now. Bye. Sorry, we we have a cat in the studio, surprisingly, and has taken to really attacking the wall hanging on the wall. So mm-hmm. if you hear a sudden crash, then it will be mm. the wall hanging coming straight down. Mum will love to hear about that. Yes. Um. Okay. Um... Uh, What was I going to say?